You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm excited to get to talk with my guest today because we're going to be chatting about a topic that I think many therapists are intimidated or overwhelmed or confused by when thinking about it as a marketing strategy for their practice, and that is blogging. I know I definitely felt that way when I got into blogging, and so I think this is going to be really valuable for our listeners. My guest today is Danielle Peters. She's an LMFT and is a therapist turned copywriter. In her therapeutic practice, she specializes in working with parents of neurodivergent kids. And as a copywriter, she loves to help therapists connect with their ideal clients so that they can focus on working with the clients that bring out the best in them. She believes that everyone benefits when we are able to do your best work because you are working with the clients you work best with. She's a homeschool mother to two kids and loves that her businesses allow her to spend as much time as she can with them. And she loves to spend time in the great outdoors and enjoys hiking and camping. Danielle, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad um, we're going to be getting a chance to chat today. And we have a lot of different things to cover and <laughs> and to chit chat about. So this this should be um, a good a good conversation. I'm really excited about it. I love love these <laughs> conversations. So. So I always ask guests to share a little bit about how you got into the therapy world and what kind of drew you in and and how did you get to this point? So growing up, I was that person that people would come to me with all of their problems. Um, I don't know if I have a trusting, trustworthy face. I'm not really sure what it is, but like (laughs) even like I remember as a teenager being out on a bus and like somebody like seeking me out and telling me their whole life story. Really? um, Yeah. 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 And that used to happen to me like in grocery stores, like all the, all the time. And plus I was that person (laughs) for my friends. And so I kind of decided, well, this is going to happen anyways. So I might as well make money doing it. And I love it. So, so that's what brought me into therapy. Um, and I specialize in working with parents of neurodivergent kids. I um, have been working in that area for 20 years at this point. And yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little, a little bit later. Um, how did you get into that is kind of your specialty? So I actually started in my bachelor's degree when I was doing psychology. I started working with an agency doing something called respite working with um, families whose kids were um, had developmental delays and some of them were developmentally disabled and then I went I did a whole like I worked in that field for about 10 years I um, did a parenting coaching program for parents of what in California is called regional center so Mm -hmm. it's a um, 
it's an agency that funds services for families. And so I did a parent coaching for um, parents who were neurodivergent. And then um, I also worked with parents whose kids were neurodivergent in their homes for quite a while. Yeah. So. And it sounds like it's something you really enjoy and are passionate about, which I yeah. think helps so much with just alignment and fulfillment in, in the work that you do when you're working with a population that you truly enjoy working with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it came full circle and, um, because both my children are neurodivergent as well. So, Mm. you know, it's like, I was passionate before it, before then, but I'm even more passionate than I was because I know firsthand what it's like to be a mother and to, um, be helping your children find their path. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about your additional business to therapy, Mm -hmm. which is copywriting and blogging. Tell our listeners a little bit about how did you begin to shift outside of the therapy world and how Mm -hmm. did it turn out that it's copywriting and blogging? So, um, I've been searching for a side hustle for years. Um, and, you know, being a mom is really exhausting <laughs> and it, it was often, and the, as a homeschool mom, like my kids see my attention a lot of the time. Yeah. And so the mixing my, like adding in my private practice to that became really hard. And sure. during the pandemic, I definitely burnt myself out. And so, and I also realized that I needed something that doesn't necessarily have all of these regular appointments scheduled so that I could be there for my kids when I wanted to, or when they needed me. Um, And so that was part of it. The other part of it was that I've always loved writing. It's been something that I really enjoyed doing. And it took me a really long time because I... I'm going to be honest here. I hated writing my own website. Like it was torture. And so I like avoided the, um, the like copywriting realm of things for quite a while and kept like trying to find something I could do with writing. And then I finally came across blog writing and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can do this. This is really fun. And so I started with blog writing and then, um, a couple of therapists were like, well, can you do my website for me? And once I started, started doing other people's websites, I was like, this is really, really fun because so blog writing, I am selling the therapist to some, to some extent and connecting them with their, like their ideal clients, but copywriting, like I'm really getting to like, like I get to know you really well. And then I like get to tell everybody else how wonderful you are as a therapist. And it's so much fun because there's so many great therapists out there and to be able to like tell their ideal clients who they are and like really who they are, not the like, I provide a calm, supportive space for, you know, not that, you know, because that's every therapist, like, you know, you're going to get a spicy sense of humor with me or, you know, things like that, that really make each therapist, the individual that their ideal clients are going to connect with well. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like partially it was in alignment with something you enjoyed and were passionate about. And then Mm -hmm. also something that kind of 
fell into your lap to a degree where yeah. people were like, you do this, I need it. <laughs> Can yeah. I give you money yeah. for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and it, it's, it's the blog writing, it, both of them are really, really fun. They, they just, and the part that's the most fun for me is being able to like really connect with the, it's like that same type of connection that we have in the therapy room. Yeah. So it's the like really trying to connect with the therapist and what makes them them and then showing it in the writing for their ideal clients to come across. Sure. Now you do copywriting for people and blog writing. Do you also Mm -hmm. coach and support clinicians in learning how to do that themselves as well? Yeah. So I have a couple of ways that you can work with me. You can work with me, you know, just have me do all the copy. You know, there's a little, there's some parts that you have to be involved in, but you know, you just, we have a conversation. You tell me who you're, who you want to reach out. You tell me about yourself and I write it. The other way is, um, I call it collaborative copy mm-hmm. where, um, we work together on it. So, you know, we either through Voxer or Loom or one of like mm-hmm. one of those communicate ways to communicate back and forth. Like we figure out your ideal client and we kind of talk about some of the words that they would use and then you go and write it. And then I come back and like it, send it to me and then I give, give you suggestions and ideas and yeah. like, structure and things like that. And we kind of go back and forth with that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like website copy reviews where if you've written it already completely and I go through and just give suggestions on how to, how to tweak it a little bit to reach your client better. So So a variety of different ways, kind of like done for you and kind of done Mm -hmm. with you done beside you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I think sometimes in our field, like I think blogging has become one of those things that is being talked about more. Mm-hmm. At least I feel like it is yeah. um, from what I have seen. I'll just kind of give my own initial thoughts that I had about it when I first started my practice. So like coaching I was receiving when I was building my solo practice um, at the start of 2019, blogging was one of the things that you know, I was being told this is really good. It helps, you know, Mm -hmm. with your website helps with people to find you. And at that time I thought of blogging as, you know, what it was maybe like five to 10 years ago where you keep this almost like a running journal. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it was like an influencer thing, almost like back then. And it's like, I don't really want to do that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't see the point. I don't want to do that. But then as I started to understand what the purpose was, Mm -hmm. that it's not that a client is going to go and find you and like follow your blog every week (laughs) to see what's going on, but that it's a way that, you know, as things are optimized and as people search, that they're Mm going to find that before they find your full website sometimes. And so I'm curious for you, like, are there either the same or common misunderstandings that you see? from people around what blogging is and how it can help their business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's the first kind of misunderstanding that it's the same type of blog that that they used to be historically where someone would write kind of about their lives or, you know, 
you know, every couple of days or so. And like, it was really kind of like a journal, like a running monologue about your life. Yeah. And really when we're talking about blogging for your website, what we're talking about is we're talking about, um, in like informational articles for your clients, for your ideal clients. So, you know, a lot of the things that I suggest writing about are things that you talk about regularly in sessions, things that your client might be thinking about themselves and their symptoms before they come into the therapy room. Because your blog is aimed, the, the purpose of your blog is to bring organic traffic to your website. So to bring Mm -hmm. like people that don't know you yet to your website and then to connect with the people that are the ones that you would work with the best, you want to be talking about things that you do in the therapy room. Not like, you know, I do this with my client or I do this with this client or something like that, but like, you know, um, one of the things that I do pretty consistently with all of my therapy clients is I talk about this kind of baseline of self-care that, mm. you know, exercise, sleep, all of those things. Sure. And so that's something that I would write about or, you know, a lot of uh, like a, someone that works with postpartum moms would start by describing the symptoms of um, postpartum anxiety and depression. And sure. so that would be something that you would write an article about. So it's really aimed at, so the, there's the SEO part of it. So yeah. you're writing for part of, you're writing for Google and you're writing for the people that you, you your ideal clients. And so by writing for Google, you're picking some, this is a little bit too much in the weeds, I think. But no, but it's important. <laughs> you're picking keywords that people would search. Mm-hmm. And then you are writing the article with those keywords in them so that people can, you know, so that when, say, I type in, you know, postpartum stress, it comes up to an article about postpartum anxiety. And at the bottom of that post, that article, it says something along the lines of like, check out my website or check out my homepage or check out another blog that I wrote about this. So they're getting to know you and it's kind of bringing them into your circle and they can then, if they're in a place where they're, they're ready for therapy, then they're going to hit that contact button and go from there. Again, I didn't understand like the SEO strategy when I was mm-hmm. first starting out. So again, it was like, yeah. got okay, I've got like 10 blogs because that's what they told me to do. But like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with these. And it yeah. wasn't until I really did start to understand the value of SEO and really how like it then becomes yours versus like you're paying like this directory that mm-hmm. then it started to make sense for me of like, oh yes, like this is valuable because this will live on on the internet. And if it's optimized well, like this is how people are going to find me and then find my website. And so, yeah, it's, it can be such a really, really helpful tool that even if the person doesn't become your client per se, by them searching and going to mm-hmm. that blog post, then other people are going to do the same yeah. thing. It, it, when you when you have people that go to your webpage and read your blogs, it tells Google this page is a good page. And then it makes Google more likely to show your page to other people who are searching those exact terms. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is 
what you want. What you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Are there some basic things that like if someone's saying, okay, you know what, maybe it's time for me to like try this, this you mm-hmm. know, blogging thing. Are there certain things that people need to make sure that they have, or like a place to start when it comes to this? So there's a couple of things. The best practices is to write at least two blogs a month. And that's for therapists because we don't need you know, we only need somewhere between five to 20 clients at a time. We don't need like thousands and thousands right. of people coming <laughs> to our website. So for therapists, the the basic rec- recommendation is to have two blogs a month. Um, and you can write those all at one time and then drip them out as time yeah. goes on. Um, and then the other part of it is making sure that you are using SEO and that you're not just, you know, you just writing an article is kind of a crapshoot. Um, you know, it means it, it, you don't know when you're just writing something that it has the keywords in it that people are going to be looking for. So one of the things you want to do before you write the article is go to like Ubersuggest or Moz or one of those places Mm -hmm. and pick out some keywords that are, that the people that you are trying to reach are actually looking for and then write your article. So, or, so, you know, maybe you go and look for, find anxiety in women And so, and that's like, that's your niche. And so then you would write an article, you know, maybe five signs of anxiety in women and, you know, go from there. Um, Another part of it is that you want to make sure that it's at least a thousand words. And I know that, you know, there's some controversy about how many words works best. Um, but the, really the more words you have, the more space it gives Google to figure out what the, the blog mm. is about. So a thousand word minimum is a really good place to start because it does give Google enough space to like really figure out what your, what your blog is about. There's that part. And then always making sure that you were, you know, you tell Google that your blog is posted mm. yeah. you post it so it doesn't have to find it on its own or, you know, yeah. Well, and I think like the value of writing the blog and then the longevity that it can Mm -hmm. have. I mean, I have blog posts that are from 2019 that I wrote, but it is still how, like, what's that four years ago at this point. And it's still how people find me. And it's not this new thing. Like, yes, I still am having new blogs Mm -hmm. twice a month on the website but it's not that all of that was for naught right like some of those older posts are the ways that people are going to search and and find you and connect with you and it like lives on kind of in perpetuity yeah yeah a well-optimized blog will continue to bring traffic to your website over and over and over again for years so and part of the reason that you want to write as many blogs you know up to two a month besides telling Google that your website is active and like, and informative. It also gives you the chance to, because SEO, like you can do everything you can do. And sometimes you'll end up on, you know, on the first page, which is, which is our goal. But 
sometimes you write something and you think it's going to rank and it doesn't. And so the more that you write, the more, the higher the probability of getting articles that rank. Right. Well, and one of the things I think that if, you know, my listeners, if, if they've heard me do other episodes on websites, they know I'm very passionate about this because when you have a well-optimized website for exactly Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, that can live on and, and that you can begin to slowly and then deeply and quickly rank for the things that you want to be found for. And that, that website is yours. That is yours. If own the the traffic. Exactly. Exactly. Like if a directory decides we're shutting down Mm -hmm. or we're changing the algorithm, you have no say over any of that. And there's not the level of depth that you can go. And I was talking with, um, a fellow colleague this week and she was talking about, Oh, like, I think I want to focus on this, you know, one type of population and, you know, how do I articulate that? And talking about like, we need to have more depth than just what is the direct, the directory offers. And Mm -hmm. that's where, blogging can be such a value to that, that you can get really into your niche. You can get really specific about very specific things that a parent of a neurodivergent child might be looking for, Mm -hmm. right. That helps them to find you because that's going to then really lead them to understand, Oh, like this is who Danielle is, or this is who Mm -hmm. Ashley is. And they want to work with you then. Yeah, the blogs really help, like not only bring the the organic traffic in, they also really help to tell your clients what it's like to work with you, like what the things that are important to you, what your clients struggle with the most. Like, so it's it's almost like the like psychology today profile or one of the those profiles is like you know really base surface level of what you do right the website goes into a little bit more depth like it's still depending on how many specialty pages it tells people like this is what I do this is what I'm good at this is who I am and then the blog is really in depth like these are the things that are important to me and are that I often work with, with my, are important to me and are important to my ideal clients. Yeah. As you're talking, it made me think like the directory is like the, the book jacket description. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then like the, the specialty pages and like the main part of the website is like the cliff notes. And then the blog is like, you've got the whole thing. You've got the whole book. You've got the whole story. Yeah. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. Are there certain blog posts that 
everybody should kind of be doing, but like tweaking, obviously, like for specialty, or do you find that it's, it really is just dependent on the individual and what their practice is looking for? I have noticed it's really dependent on the individual. Mm -hmm. Like I do have, I've had a couple of clients who want to do like, this is an introduction to, you know, my practice or who I am. And then I've had other clients that really want their blog to be like a hundred percent, like a place of service. And so Mm. they don't even bother really introducing themselves at the beginning of when they start writing the blog, but they start out by writing, um, you know, things like, uh, like the depression piece that I talked to or the um, the self-care that I talked about or something along those lines, because they just want to approach the like coming from a place of service and like helping people, even if they don't become ideal clients. Yeah. Yeah. And again, helping yourself to then rank in Google because Mm -hmm. you're getting found because other people are clicking on that then too. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you've seen this as a benefit too, but I've actually had random well-known companies not reach out as like, can you promote my product? But hey, would you then guest blog for us, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of times and as a way then that you get backlinks and stuff to your website, um, because if your blog is ranking well, then mm-hmm. that is a way to get found. And it's a way again of helping to yeah. build that credibility yeah. with Google. Yeah. And, and just with the community at large then too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I have seen that. I've also like with my personal website, I've had a couple of people reach out for out to me and yeah, I've seen yeah. that as time has gone on. which is not something like you like set out to have a blog and you think about (laughs) you're like oh okay something you think about yeah yeah for sure so I'm gonna pivot us just a little bit because I know one of the things that's great about working for ourselves right like we can have our practice we can have our side hustles and as moms and as um women in general just being able to say like I can choose where I'm putting my time, I think is important. But one of the things we, um, my guest last week, uh, Tamara Howell was chatting with me about is about Therabundle, which is a really cool project that you and I are both a part of and in, is out, I think effective today. I think it goes live, um, the date that this, uh, podcast episode goes live and you're one of the contributors. Um, so I'd love to just kind of find out a little bit about what is it that you are offering as part of the Therabundle? So um, my offer is a, it's mindset shifts towards neurodivergent affirming parenting for clinicians. So it's a workbook that goes through the three biggest mindset shifts that I work with my parents on. And it has a little blurb about the mindset shift. And then it has um, a workbook page for you as the clinician to help you kind of think about how you're thinking about your client's child. And then it has a a worksheet that you can do with your client in session as well. So, okay. Well, and I know I, so listeners know I have a child with neurodivergency. And so I will absolutely be grabbing that just for myself, (laughs) but also in my work as a clinician, being able to support parents that do have 
um, children that are neurodivergent. Um, And I think this is such an area that is really needed. I know I talked a couple weeks ago with another guest who is a parent of a child with um, neurodivergency and the balance that we walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about this before of like, okay, I see this in my child, but also I can't be their therapist, but I'm going to also have these skills and and so forth. And so I think this is something that is really needed um, in our community as providers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it is because I think that as a, as a whole, like therapists don't, don't understand therapists who don't have neurodivergent kids don't understand the day-to-day life of a parent with a neurodivergent child. And I think there's also this space of um, things are changing with the way we think about neurodivergence and the way we think about the children that are growing up right now, neurodivergent and how the world is changing and how it's best to support our kids in going through this. And so that's what I'm hoping to help with is I'm hoping to have kind of a trickle down effect with, you know, helping the therapist. And there, I mean, I think there's a lot of therapists out there with neurodivergent kids that I'm going to be helping directly. And then, you know, the, then to help the parents that the therapists work with as well. I think it's a big deal. And I'm really excited about the, this workbook and yeah, I think it'll be a lot of, it'll be really helpful for people. So if listeners are interested in grabbing that as part of TheraBundle, um, there will be a link in the show notes to be able to access TheraBundle and you'll be able to access um, that workbook. You'll be able to grab my maternity leave blueprint course that's part of the TheraBundle as well too. So that will definitely all be in there as well. Some other amazing um, things to help in our personal life, our business, our, our practice, our clinical work. Danielle, I know you have a, I think a freebie, um, Mm -hmm. that listeners can, um, download to kind of help support them with their blogging. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have a, uh, essentials for blog writing freebie. So it goes over what some of the things we talked about, but goes into a lot more detail on it. Okay. Um, Like some of the, just the essential elements of your blog that you, you need to have on it to have it best optimized, to um, have it reach your ideal clients and, you know, just to overall um, meet the goals that you are trying to reach by blogging. So That'll be in in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes, we'll have that linked there in the show notes. Um, and then are there other places on either social media or your website that people can connect with you? So um, my copywriting website, copywriting slash blogging website is um, www.therapycopy.com. And um, after TheraBundle is over, if you listen to this and TheraBundle is closed, my uh, mindset shifts will be on that website as well and hopefully other um, resources as time goes on. So, And we'll definitely have all of that linked um, in the show notes too. And Danielle and I were talking before uh, we started recording that, you know, the work that you're doing, even separate from therapy and separate from the copy and blog writing, but the work around supporting therapists who are parents of neurodivergent children or who are working with clients who um, are parents of neurodivergent children. This is a conversation we 
definitely need to keep having. And so this will not be the last that we hear from Danielle because we're going to absolutely have her back on uh, for another episode for us to kind of talk more in depth about um, that topic. Danielle, it's been my privilege to get to chat with you today and, and just to learn more about you and be able to share the work that you're doing with our listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.